This week on the reverse stick. Um, you got anything? Oh, yeah, a couple of games happened last weekend. Okay. I've just woken up, I'm not sure what's going on. And welcome, greetings all, to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. What's this week's? 165. Is that what we're going to say every week? I was hoping you'd drop your new weekly tag idea in. What are you talking about, John? Give it a whack. Oh, that's a good idea. Clo ho po. Give it a whack. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, mate. You, Matt Allen? Have you been sleeping for the past four or five days? Oh, my body has. You've been in hibernation? <laughs> I've been awake, but... Sun's come out today, and that's it. Big old grumbly bag got out of your cave. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to do a bloody <laughs> podcast then. <laughs> yes. So well, it's uh, been a big week, Matt. It has been a big week. Five um, on the trot. Five, five on the trot. I'm sure we'll get to that. I mean, uh, I'd be surprised if it isn't at the uh, the headline article for news this week. Maybe, maybe not. I don't, you know, I don't know. It will what, be. What you've got written down huge on controversy. Of, huge controversy. We'll get to very shortly. But I would like to say thank you, Keely. I did get your message, and I appreciate it very much. Yep, and, and Tansy as well. On Tans, yep. yes, got your messages, and um, yeah, fans all over the world. Yeah, just pro- I must admit, I did hit the social media when I got home on Saturday night, and it took me a few minutes to realise that that probably wasn't a good idea. Well, we both, um, we both shared got. She had a left back, didn't we? Allegedly. Yeah, 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 apparently so. I was in the same car as you, allegedly. <laughs> Good fun. Those are, those are the days you remember. Or maybe not quite so much. Oh, no, I, I reckon my neighbours will remember. Because after the social media fail, it was um, <laughs> unleash the inner keys. Are you, and, <laughs> are you the social media fail of the week, are you? I, might, I think I might be. You. Actually, I think you are. I've got something coming up a bit a bit later on, but we'll get to oh, that. Um, now, I put a lot of research into last week's scores and results, John. Mm-hmm. Co- going around the globe, covering some of the club fixtures. Yeah. Uh, lasted about 30 seconds, and then you started to take the pee out of me, um, the proverbial, and made me do it in a silly accent. And I thought, no, stuff him. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything this week. Um, really? If he can't take my news report seriously... and and has to, you know, <laughs> make some kind of joke out of all of it. Well, what's the point in doing it? So you got no pro early results this week. No, I was a bit tight on time as well. But uh, no, we can we can cover. Um, well, Dutch, let's talk about the pro. The league. Dutch, the bad. Oh, pro league games. No, yeah. you saw the game midweek though. No. No, no, no. I didn't either because there wasn't one on, was there? But don't worry, there will be one in about two or three weeks. Okay. Hopefully, we'll be able to watch it. The um, the excitement. Ooh. No club results, but um, I hope you're doing well. There is, there hope... is a club result. What? It was a fantastic result for hockey. Oh, okay. So, it is, also, so it is the lead news. Yeah, it should okay. be. It should be. Controversy, man. So, so the, Mag, the Magpies, 2-0 winners in the grand final. I don't know why I'm saying it like this. John, tell, tell us about the game first, then get to the controversy. Well, it was a game of hockey. Over 50, Divi 4. Yeah. Grand final. Uh, two best teams in the in the grade. On a Facing a off. Lovely bit of... Uh, up patch, hail. Patch, patch of grass. Yeah, yeah. Very, very lovely, smooth and flat and... Um, you know, the game was progressing as we thought it would. 2-0 up uh, before half-time. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's going hunky-dory. It's been a wonderful season for us. And then, Matt, an episode occurred that um, really has shocked the hockey world. <laughs> now, 
Two years ago, I said to a teammate, I'm going to score a goal on the run with a scoop. <laughs> yeah. Now, he had a bit of a laugh, but over the following two years, I've kept reminding him that it's going to happen. It's going to oh, happen. it wasn't two years ago on a specific game that you said that. This is you've just you've just gone at some point in the future. I'm going to score yeah. a goal on the run with a scoop. Yeah, yeah. Grand final. So you've been practicing this, have you, for the past couple of years? Let's just say I've been thinking about it for two years, and in the lead up to this week's grand final, right. I did some serious manifesting. Okay. I just I I could see it. I was visioning it. Envisaging it. Did you draw a picture of it and put it on your fridge? No, I was no? in my mind. With your, so, when I you, used my mind to control it all. When man. you when you put your head on the pillow every night on the lead up to the, the grand final. I'm thinking, scoop. scoop. I'm seeing my scoop. feet on the, I'm seeing the whole story as uh-huh. it happens. Yeah. Come Saturday. Yeah, well, the great thing is, John, I did see the whole story as it happened. Oh, I you'll be there, able to corroborate I, I, I this thing. There, I was there on the <laughs> sideline. And I didn't quite believe what I was seeing when the first thing happened. Well, see, I've played basically at left dinner or somewhere like that all year. Somewhere like that, so right right in her? No, yeah, right (laughs) in her. I've been playing those sorts of positions. On Saturday, I found myself at right half, starting right half. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Not like we're reinventing the wheel here or anything, are we? Okay, so I, I must admit, by your own account, I had a terrible first oh, ten minutes. Mate, your first ten minutes—they were shocking. You mistrapped. You, you I were did. topping the ball. I did. Uh, getting caught out of position. It was like I don't. We're going to have to pull Johnny off here pretty soon because there, there might be an issue. And we'll get Thank on God to why I was part of that decision. But you certainly grew into the game, and that's what great players do. They John. do, they do, Matt. So we're just a few minutes away from half time. There I am at right half, and here's the opportunity. Break down the right. Ball in control. Jink the defender. Cut inside. Yeah. Into the D. Yeah. And then I realised this is it's the, the oppo- This <laughs> is the moment I've been manifesting all week and thinking about for two years. And it's right on the end of my foot. And there it goes. The scoop. I'm doing, I'm visual. I'm yeah, doing you are, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Matt here. So he, was, he, he basically just, uh, got the shovel out there and dug a little bit of a hole just in the ground, but about as deep as you, you would do to bury a goldfish. And there, there it goes, sailing through the air. It's going. Oh, it was a looper. It was going anyway. up and over and it, and the keeper was going to be beaten with that. Absolutely no it's, doubt, John. It's up and over the, t- over the height of the crossbar and dipping down under the post. We, we were on the sideline and I, I was mouth, I was just a, a, a gasp. It was like, <gasps> and just taking that breath it was almost like it was slow motion, John. And there it was, about to go into the goal. And hey, what happened, John? Denied, Matt. Denied. Denied by one of your own teammates, teammates. who decided to try and get something on it. Well done, Robbie. And uh, where, did he, where did he put it, John? Into the roof of the net. Over the top, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Over the top. <sighs> Denied. I think we probably said denied about three or four thousand times on uh, Saturday night back at the club. I, I've actually uh, got sore forearms from making the big X sign, <laughs> <laughs> smashing my wrist together. <laughs> but denied, folks. Yeah. It was a travesty, and I think the whole team was behind it. Quite frankly, <laughs> I think they were all part of the conspiracy. Do you think they were all manifesting themselves through the week that if it was going to happen, whoever was closest would do their best to stop it from happening? I think they did. Yeah. 
It's, it's a definitely a conspiracy going on. Yeah, and if it wasn't Robbie, it, it would have been, you know, I don't know, Blake run up behind you and smash you in the back or something it's, like that. They yeah. would have conspired yeah, yeah. to have not allowed that on-the-run scoop goal uh-huh. to count. Yeah. But I won't be denied, mate. What it, I'm going to get one. You wait. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to get one. But that's one. just a warm-up. Yeah. So well, we're going to wait for another uh, six months now. No, uh, I reckon when I win my 10th premiership on the trot, I'll probably be getting around to getting okay. one again. All right. Well, that's good. That's confidence for you, folks. 10 on the trot. That, of course, was 5 on the trot for it you, was. John. It was a good night. But the, you, uh, the, yeah, the shirt and infusion obviously worked. It, it did. Yeah. It did. I've now got a new after-game shirt. I've, I've also I've been wearing the same shirt on grand final day for the last five years, you know, before and after the game. Yeah. And um, and you were the only one to use the club changing rooms to have a shower when we got back. I was. Yeah. I was the only one to have a shower. Well, I, was, well, I had to wash my hair. Yeah, of course. All very good. We got any actual real news? I would. Oh, can I just say beforehand, it's funny sitting here talking like this about oh we had this season we had this and we won the grand final when so many more people in our hockey family are either denied the chance to play it of been sitting around waiting to play and finally got out on the ground and now it's looking like they might not be able to play. Yeah. Um, just there's areas where they are still playing, but it looks like they that's all going. And so, you know, I think of them in my joy of what I've accomplished with my team this season at the same time. And it's it sort of feels a bit out of place. Well, it's one of those things is, you know, do we talk about it uh, and and then maybe there's some comfort or solace for others that there are people getting out and playing hockey somewhere they, in the world. Do or they, they just going, want to punch me in the head? Yeah, that's it. We do not want to hear your stories about playing hockey. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You know, which, pretty much, you know we, we did put the podcast on on the bus trip up to your final at the, uh, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, weren't from, they thrilled to hear that? Yeah, but when we started, when we started talking, well, on the show, when we were talking about the FIH, you could see some of them physically dozing off. Yeah. And, and we are over 50. And like Scotty and one of the other boys put headphones in. So I don't know what they were listening to. But they weren't. <laughs> that was a bit unfair, wasn't it? It tends to be the average hockey player's or a person's attitude when you start talking FIH, that's it, their eyes close uh, over and that's, yeah. they don't want to know. No. Oh, yeah, I've just got to get a drink. No, they'll complain about it in three, five, seven years' time when yeah. it's hockey fives at the Olympics or whatever else it might oh, be. Oh, why did this happen? Wow. Yeah. yeah, you should have listened to the Reverse Dick podcast and um, been able to do absolutely nothing about it. You are listening to the Reverse Dick, the global hockey podcast. Uh, on a serious note, is that news? We haven't really, look, it's been a big week personally. I don't even, I have no idea what, oh, I do know one thing that happened. Uh, you know, the court case. Mm. The court case. Um, In India. Uh, I've got to get my head around it, yeah. Um, basically, uh, a petition had been taken out to have the standings of Elaine Norman and uh, doc, Mr. Dr. Batra. Uh, as a life. Member He's a life member of Hockey and India. Vava and all the... And Delano is the CEO. Well, to go Hockey through the India. whole story. Now, yeah. mate, it's a very complicated situation. But basically, um, the Supreme Court has agreed with a request to extend with plea the time before um, both Mr. Batra and uh, Ms. Norman have to appear at the Supreme Court until October 22nd. So there'll be no further news as far as those allegations and... All that sort of stuff go until at least that point. Now, is this a civil case, Matt? Because I don't know. You're the Constitution King. Well, see that 
No, it's, it, no, it's, cause it's, it's. No one's been arrested. No. Um. Mm. It's interesting that, look. Yeah. Uh, oh, prop- said, don't drop that. I have no idea about Indian law. I was just no, trying I'm to d- find a parallel somewhere, but you're on well, your own. You can, you can, you can go, a, a court can find against you, but it's not necessarily a criminal court. Yeah. Um. Well, it's talk, we're talking about within the bounds of sport and, and requesting that any money's paid through the time working for or receiving funds from that sport should be refunded. They want the money back, don't they, from the salary paid to Elena Norman and um, whatever benefits uh, Mr. Batra may have received. Now, this could all end up in a big puff of smoke and go nowhere, yeah. which is every likelihood. Which is like everything else yeah. of, of, of a similar nature of recent times. If it doesn't. Under the fit and proper persons provision, number 17 of the FIH Integrity Code, there's a list of what, who are fit and proper people. And a person may be disqualified from acting as a director, director, candidate or committee member, except where the executive board resolves otherwise, if... Now, there's a list of stuff here. Um, if he is or becomes prohibited by any law applicable to him from being a director or officer of a company. That's interesting because we've been through this before. All of the language, and this is the latest one, is he, not they. Yeah. Um, so whether that means someone who is not a he well, no, it's could, all, uh, no, but it's, could get past these bylaws because they're not named as a he. No, but, they, but it's know. all, as we we spoke about, everything is he. There's no reference mm-hmm. to she in any of the FIH or statutes. They. Or they, no. Yeah. Um, the individual person is or becomes bankrupt or makes any arrangement or composition with his creditors generally. Um, becomes prohibited by law applicable to him from being a director or officer of a company, financial stuff, has been found guilty of any criminal offence which carries a punishment of more than two years in any jurisdiction other than an offence that is, in the opinion of the executive board, a minor offence, whether he or not has any appeal pending against that finding has been found to have committed any dishonesty, gross misconduct or willful neglect of duty, whether by act or omission, whether or not he has any appeal pending against that finding, whether he has committed, whether by act or omission, any act that the Executive Board considers might bring the FIH into disrepute, he has conducted himself in a manner materially adverse to the interests of the FIH, has been found to have breached this integrity code, uh, is subject to a suspension or ban from involvement in the administration of a sport or sport event. He is subject to any form of suspension, disqualification or striking off by a professional body or is found to have been involved in irrespective of any sanction actually imposed or has admitted having been involved in irrespective of whether disciplinary proceedings were brought or not the corruption, manipulation of results, or fixing of matches, blah, blah, blah. So, um, exactly what... Is, is there anything about this... Order, order. Is there anything about this case in India that would actually, under the, the, the FIH constitution, worry no, anybody? No, I don't, about I don't it? think so. Oh, and we, and we, we found that over recent times where there have been challenges or questions asked at FIH level that's... Uh, uh, yeah, no, no connection or no link with well, it necessarily. It's... I mean, the the best thing about the fit and proper persons um, clause is seventeen one. A person may be disqualified from acting as a may be, may be disqualified from acting as a director, director candidate, or committee member, except where the executive board resolves otherwise. 
if. So basically, you can look at that as being, uh, oh, well, they've got that in there, so if something that's not written down in there that's obviously detrimental, blah, blah, they can kick them off. Okay. But at the same time, it also enables <laughs> the FIH to not keep people off when they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think he'll have any problems at all, regardless of any sort of, unless he's arrested. Now, if, if something happens and he's arrested and charged, or a lady Norman is, or anybody is arrested and charged, that might prove to be a different. Yeah. But as even well, as even a, as charged, a, as it's been pro- not as, enough. As has been proven with Russia. Well, under and, those and terms, fraud. I would say charged is not enough. You've got to be convicted. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing much will change there. But it does. Are we under this integrity code? Are we guided I think, by yes, this? Yes, yes. I'm pretty. I'm sure. I'm sure every single person who signs up and is. Uh, an official hockey player, i.e. playing in leagues and you're, you're, you're paid up to your state or national association because the chain follows all the way up. Yeah, but we don't, we don't have, uh, say, shootouts at the end of our games. No, we don't, but that's something that comes down to individual and, association ah, legislation. That's what, I, that, that's what I'm wondering about is whether... Did, did the FIH have the power to ban you? I think they probably would. Even yeah. though Hockey Australia might be happy with you and Hockey WA says, well, what's the problem? If the FIH just decided, say, because it's all under the FIH, it's, it's all the executive board's discretion. Well, we're, we're probably talking about a recommendation then, aren't we? And then if that was put to Hockey Australia, I reckon I'll probably get in a ban. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's worth thinking about what are the reaches in the, of, of certain bodies and, yeah. I mean, they, they don't decide the rules I play under. Hockey WA do, don't they? Yeah. And Hockey WA doesn't have to apply the rules that the FIH apply. No, they don't. Not at a a local level. Nationally, you're you're not going to find any uh, national associations that are going to fight against the FIH in in the top level rules. No, you might not. But the, the point being is if it got down to tin tax, where would you be? How would you be placed? As if, if someone said you were banned today. Oh, well, hang on a sec. You said this. Because you, if you say the wrong thing, that doesn't, you know, there's those things about uh, bringing the FIH in just into disrepute. Well, I would like to. In, in, in their, in their eyes, if you bring the FIH, not, not in anybody else's eyes. Well, well, that probably then means that most of the stuff that we've said, um, to the detriment of the FIH has probably probably been true because we haven't been challenged on it and we quite often say, shh, FIH are listening. But they're obviously not anymore because last week we spoke about that article um, <laughs> um, reading that the, the Belgians were playing the Netherlands. Well, I looked yesterday and it was still the same. Really? So FIH are definitely not listening or if they are, they're not actually listening. Yeah, I should screenshot that, shouldn't I? It will still be up there now, but don't worry about it. It won't have been changed. You are listening to The Reverse Dick, uh, the Global Hockey Podcast, episode 165. Thanks so much to our guest last weekend, Tommy Alexander. That was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Uh, next interview, John, we've got to find another Tom, because that'll be three Toms on the trot. Will it? A Tom Hattrick, yep. Yeah. Tom Craig. 
Well, at the moment we got a, and we got we got a drum. Tom Tom. Tom, Tom. Well, but that's, we have got Tom Tom. <laughs> there you go, back to back Tom Tom. Um, yeah, that was good fun, Tommy. Now uh, we did ask Tommy towards the end <laughs> oh, of the show okay. to help help us out with uh, a <laughs> little recurring sting. Um, you know the little idents that we put in. We've got Nick Irvin doing one. Somebody really should interview Nick Irvin. Um, Fumalema uh, Umbandi's gone one. We've got who else? We got on there. Yeah, Reece, Reece, Reece Smith. Reece Smith is on there. Um, and so we asked Tommy to do something similar. Um, it, it, it was a bit of a struggle. We put him on the spot, and you know he said he actually felt more nervous than facing a ball from the spot on a stroke. Well. Um, We've got a couple of different versions, haven't we, John? So have a listen. Uh, John, you play your one first there. And, okay. uh, and then we'll, we'll put it out for some feedback on the socials. Uh, we'll probably put it on a Twitter poll, John. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at the reverse stick. Follow us on there. We'll put the poll up. So this is uh, version one. Here we go. Hi, it's Tommy Alexander, and you're listening to the reverse stick, the hockey global podcast. <laughs> That'll do. Brilliant. <laughs> Hi, it's Tommy Alexander, and you're listening to The Reverse Stick, the hockey global podcast. <laughs> That'll do. Now, that was the uh, the last take, wasn't it, yeah. um, John? Um, now, it took a long time to get him to that point. And <laughs> <laughs> smoke laughter at the end there. Hang on a sec. Here we go. So this is option number two, okay? Oh, wait, option number two. Come well, this, is, uh, this one's come from Tasmania. Oh, okay. Hi, it's Tommy Alexander, and you're listening to the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. Oh, fuck. Now, just one more time. Hi, it's Tommy Alexander, and you're listening to the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. Oh, fuck. So that, that's option number two. Uh, so we'll put that up on the socials. Uh, I won't bother putting it on Facebook or on Instagram, but you can follow us on there as well, at the Reverse You mean you'll put Dick. it up on Twitter? I'll put a Twitter poll, yeah. Okay. I won't Are you going to include the audio on the Twitter poll? Or? Oh, I'll see if I can do that. I don't know if it's that advanced. If I can, I will. I think you can only post like images with audio. You can't post just audio. Oh, okay. All right. Twitter. Well, I'll just do it. I'll do a little video then. Yeah, that's um, it. With the, yeah. I'll do the little... The wave thing. That, that mouth thing. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> do the mouth thing. Get a photo of Tommy and do... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do that. All right. Do that. I'm going to make a note for that. That'd be classic. The mouth It was really good talking to Tommy. I had a great time during that interview too and he was a, a really good sport about it all. Fantastic. Good fella. Yeah. Good fella. Um... Hockey India, they do a lot of tweeting, don't they, Matt? They do. They do a tremendous amount of tweeting. Good, very and, active uh, social media team. They've, they've got a tweet up that's come up. Actually, today, it's one of the things I saw when I woke up today. It, it is Tuesday, isn't it? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you've been hibernating, mate. Uh, Hockey India, five brilliant stadiums, one inspirational sport. Check out which five stadiums make it to the list. And there's a photograph of a very nice-looking stadium there. And it takes you, when you click on the link, to the bridge. Um, yeah, fine independent sports publication. Yeah, which are the top five hockey stadiums in India? And tell you what, there's some lovely-looking places. Uh, first Mahali, up, that looks nice. Mahali. Mahali International Hockey Stadium, that looks really flash. Lovely gardens and little river streamy thing going there. It looks fabulous. I scroll down at Chandragarh Hockey Stadium. It's inside the stadium shop, that one. It looks like uh, very lovely seating for 30,000 people. Looks like a big stadium. Great yep. looking. Now, this looks lovely. The Sadar Vallabhai Patel International Hockey Stadium. It's got a good old-fashioned 
what would you call that, colonial-style grandstand, hasn't it? Uh, they they look like townhouses, row yeah. town row houses, if you know what I mean. And then uh, looks like a lovely field, and there's gardens all around it. Looks very pleasant. The Major Dean Chan's National Stadium, um, seating for sixteen and a half thousand. Commonwealth Games pitches. It looks like a very big, large, huge, excellent hockey stadium. And rounding out the top five is Kalinga Stadium. Uh, the only stadium that's pictured with actual people on the pitch and in the stand, although not terribly a lot of them, but they are there nonetheless. Um, five fabulous-looking stadiums, Matt. Absolutely brilliant-looking. It's a pity four of them will be empty during the next Men's World Cup, isn't it? Well, they can't, they can't, they can't get any hockey anywhere else in India. Everything, everything's going to Odisha. That's Everything is going to Odisha. Four brilliant stadiums. Yeah. That are going to be sitting idle and doing nothing yeah. while the rest of the world's hockey attention is... I mean, the, um, the turfs will, will, will still be getting used, um, but they'll be degrading year on year on year in the hot sun, won't they? You'd think so. Um, it's just a pity that, I think, that the uh, the World Cup couldn't have been spread around the country a little bit more. And well, we've got to yeah. wait and see if there actually is a World Cup. Will there oh. ever, you know, will it ever return? Nice stadiums. I did, um, I did spot a tweet from the FIH. It might have been from the Academy. No, it went up through the main FIH, um, channels with the first line, indoor hockey is back. Um, and then I think two, two rolls down to the stream, you then find England hockey tweeting saying there will be no indoor hockey in 2021. Um, because of the, you know, uh, for COVID and indoor sport and, and all of that. And my concern though, John, is that all of this, sorry, you can't play indoor hockey. What's the, uh, the possible alternative outdoor small sided game? Hockey fives. This is the, this is some kind of um, weird perverse, op- conspiracy, man. weird perverse opportunity to take advantage of COVID for the, all those hockey fives lovers out, lovers out there. And maybe don't look at China for the source of COVID. Look at bloody Lausanne. Could be. Huh? Or well, in Italy first. Uh, who knows? No. Mm. Just let me get my tinfoil hat on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what, what I find extraordinary is the, the tweet coming out last week or 10 days prior from the FIH was, we're putting off the indoor World Cup. Mm. And then a week later, they're saying indoors back. <laughs> no, it's not. A, it's no issue to blame I mean, do online courses yeah. and all that. We've talked about that. But to, to lead with that headline, indoor is back. You know. I know. I, I, you know, it strikes me that um, there's a left hand and there's a right hand, but there's obviously you know, a brain joining. I'm up in between, is there? Because they don't appear to know what they're exactly doing. Um, now, John, this isn't going to be a full one, but it's going to be a just a, a little short correction. Um, last week you were questioned about personal protective equipment <laughs> and you gave us your view on um, what ladies should use. Um, I'm gonna, I didn't know. I'm going to read this out absolutely verbatim okay. from, uh, from a listener. <laughs> oh, my God, it's like you've never talked to a female player before. It's called a Jill. Women goalkeepers, they're a thing. And if men wear jocks, women wear jills. You're welcome. 
you need to start, and this is coming to me, you need to start fact-checking John's answers or it'll be like getting advice from Trump. That's, that's all I've got to say hey, on the matter, John. Jock, jocks aren't what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about jocks. I'm talking about a box mm-hmm. or a protector. Mm-hmm. I put my protector between my jocks. Do you so, know, do you know <clears> some players do, but where they throw them is remarkable. And did you see the video midweek of the, I think it was the Dutch I, game? I, of think, the, um, I think we're actually getting caught up in, in um, well, but I'm different not, terminologies for the same thing. Not looking for advice. No. John, well, no, you put your box in your jock, don't you? In your jock strap. Uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe in the part of the world where uh, this, I've just this never reader... heard of it. I've just never heard of it, Jill. Never heard of it in my life. There you go. And I do talk. So this, per- never heard of it. this person's offered to be one of our fact checkers going forward, telling us okay. everything that we've um, um, effed up in previous episodes. So that's uh, that's nice. Appreciate oh, that from from the listener. That's a lot of work. Yeah, I did respond. With, we are putting a review in place and strive to improve our content on a weekly basis. Now, this same person went to uh, respond to me with something the other day with duh, D-U-H, and uh, it auto-corrected to F-I-H. There you go. That's the story. I wonder if it happens on your phone, ladies and gentlemen. Give it a go. slip from auto-correct. <laughs> Give it a go. Do you want some, do you want some fan mail? Sorry. I just, oh, I'm excited. I've just got some fan mail come in. Should we read it? Is it bedtime yet? Uh, Dear Matt and John, congratulations on over 160 episodes of the Glow Hopo. I've listened to them all, even if may, even if I may sometimes be a few weeks behind. Thanks for doing what you're doing. I'm loving it all. I was interested to discover that you have a PO box in a place called Corbelup, which sounds quite fittingly like a perfect mix of the most Australian and the most English place names you could hope to think of. From your favourite Patreon, Scott. Thanks, Scott. That's lovely. you ain't seen Kubi, though, mate. Kubi? <laughs> Kubi Echo. Yes, well, it was called that for a while, wasn't it? Before uh, Overseas before, listeners might not get that. Before the, for the late, before the latest murder happened around the corner. Uh, no, it really is a lovely part of the world. It was an accident. That bloke accidentally stumbled onto that fellow's what, knife. What I, have got to, mate, what I have got to say, though, Scott's made that point about the P.O. box in Caldwell. What happened about a year ago? Somebody ripped the whole row of boxes out, including my my one, and stole the whole block of PO boxes. That's good, folks. That's goofy. Now, John, just while we're on um, fake news, uh, I I was just having a little look around Facebook the other night. I um, did you get into a conversation about snakes on Saturday night when you got back as well? Yes, I've got the book up there. I'll show you the book later. If you are if you're a friend of John's on Facebook, just go and find some of his comments and some interesting uh, I don't discussion think they about my humour about snakes. Um, yeah, it's good. You know, it's great, mate. You can get away with it in this day and age, anyway, can't you? What? Fake news, you know. Oh no, it's funny because I've got a I've got a um, a book here from the university. Um, the Australian National Museum about snakes. Mm. Yeah. Do you think we've learnt more over the years, though? And you're reading your text from uh, 1893. <laughs> that could possibly be the reason. Now, back onto your grand final at the weekend. Yeah. My apologies that there was no live stream. Right. I know, I knew, I gave all of you the opportunity well, to. We haven't to, got the physical evidence now that we put the hashtag <laughs> to no. send my teammates to prison. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, hashtag yes stream. Well, it wasn't used by any anybody anyway, so obviously it wasn't a great demand. But I was there, John, pitch side, 
ready to start the stream. Had the other little camera there as well to get some highlights. And Wyburn turned around and said to me, Maddie, What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, I was just coming over to film you boys in your pre-game chat. Oh, Maddie, can you run the bench for us? Uh, yeah, it's inconvenient. I was going to have a few beers here and, um, and do some filming, but sure, I'll do my duty for you boys. Thought I did a pretty good job at it, apart from one of the club mates who came down and, uh, got at me for not giving as much game time to some players on the field as others. I'm like, mate, it's a grand final. And then he moaned a little bit more and then I told him to, um, F off. <laughs> um, so post game. Yeah. You have, yeah, you sing the song, the uh, you had a few photos. There was probably, as, probably more people taking photos of the team with the flag than there were actually in the, in the team picture itself. Yeah. There was 15 guys that played on the day and, uh, I stood there and I thought, nah, I'm getting in on this action. So I've ducked in, I'm next to you on, on the end and three or four of the, the, the paparazzi are there going, get out, get out of the photo. What are you doing in there? And I've gone, oh, and I've got boys. Turn to the boys. They've looked at me, go, ah, stay in, stay in, stay in. Anyway, yeah, fi- photos go out. And then the abuse and the comments start coming out on social media. What's Maddie Allen doing in the photo? I didn't realize Maddie Allen was that old. Why is Maddie in the photo? Blah, blah, blah. All these, oh, he wouldn't move. He wouldn't get out of the photo and all this stuff going on. You know, I was asked to stay in that photo. But we know the real reason why I'm in that photo, don't we, John? Yeah, because you sleaze into every grand final winning team at Fremantle, <laughs> some way, shape or form or another. It's all and about Mad Monday. And that's it, what, that's what my darling wife said when I got back and I showed her the photo. She said, oh, just another excuse for you to go out on the yeah. bloody Monday. Oh, dear. And then somebody said, oh, do you, do you get a medal when we're organising a medal for you? No, I got sacked that night. <laughs> 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 what, what it is, I think, you remember Paul Rigby, the the cartoonist, Rigby the cartoonist, and he, he did stuff for the New York Times and all sorts of things, very famous cartoonist, and all of his cartoons had a little boy and a dog in them, and he used to search the cartoons to find the little boy and the dog, and they'd right. be hidden somewhere away, <laughs> and you're, you're the little boy and the dog, hidden away in every grand final photo that's ever been taken of a Fremantle team since you've got there. Well, it was mentioned, see, I was lucky enough to get a call-up for the last game of the season for the midweek Masters this week and after yeah. that game one of the boys has said to me oh I saw you in that team photo the other <laughs> did you, did you won your final did you I went no mate I wasn't oh, I'm a bit, bit young for that team but you know it gets around and soon the mythology's there and when that photo goes up on the wall there's no expla- <laughs> explanation there 20 years time oh look there's Matty winning another flag yeah, gee he must be about 95 by now <laughs> but uh, yeah had good fun midweek playing with some rather high calibre players oh, uh, uh, yeah I was at the first quarter, left wing, Tim Deven inside left. Bloody hell, the bloke didn't stop passing the ball to me. I was knackered. Well, he's never played before with you before. No, well, that was yeah, it. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But it was, um, it was nice, John, uh, because we were playing against our local rivals. I got the call up about three hours before the game. Maddie, can you, can you help out and make your season debut, John? Because I did play for that team about nine years ago. Um, they never passed me then. This is why it was such a revelation. Um, and I got to play out the second half at fullback as well, and it was Ooh. all very nice. But they the, dragged Armo, but it, captain well, the Australian just, over 50s team. Well, dragged very, for very proud Allen. from one of my heroes to be able to replace him, and I offered for him to go back on once they'd scored a goal, and, and I was still on after they'd scored two goals, which was uh, which was good. Um, brilliant, just brilliant to play with brilliant players, though, that actually yeah. give you the ball where you want it and then move to go and get the ball back again where, where they want it. Um, 
the great thing was it was against our local rivals that did sway me even though the weather was a little bit uh, a little bit wet it swayed me yeah, yeah I think I can probably go and play that game against our local rivals uh, 7-2 win John which was brilliant what's even better is that earlier in the week my soccer team Aston Villa had a 7-2 win over Liverpool and one of the boys from the Marvel side a Villa fan and uh, as well and we were talking about the game he said that's right 7-2 I said yeah, yeah have a look at the scoreboard it's 7-2 on there as well <laughs> That is a nice way to finish off your hockey week. You got anything more? Yeah, Matt's mystery file, but you know, now we can save it for another week if you want. No, we've only done 36 minutes. All right, we'll, we'll go do to Matt's mystery well, file. Well, let's not get too excited. Just feel for a moment. Uh, Matt's playing on his phone now because he's so unorganised. We're actually a little bit unorganised this week. It's been. Oh, you've been, you've been sleeping. You've been, you've, been you've, sleeping. you've been sleeping all weekend. Yeah. Mystery. Hockey Circle, May 1963, volume 11, number one. Let's open it up at a random page, John. It's on page number six. We'll do a little bit from the Please Tell Me Why section. You'll like this. Uh, Please tell me why. Soccer, Aussie rules, rugby league, rugby union, basketball and other winter sports have made giant noisy strides while we tiptoe along quietly. Example. A smallish suburban church sprouted from nil to 17 junior soccer teams. In the few years, it has taken the local district hockey club to increase its one junior hockey team to three. Have a look around you before claiming that this example is exceptional. And I feel exactly the bloody same now, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that would be a reasonable feeling to have. We see no. It's not necessarily soccer teams, but other sports. Yeah. What have you? Uh, so uh, on the opposite page, we've got the headline, Weather Cuts British Season. And this is written by a gent called Doug Hill in London, who seems to be... Uh, oh, here we go. Doug Hill, former leading New South Wales and Canberra official, is doing a term of duty at Australia House London. There you go. He's also Australia's proxy delegate to the International Hockey Federation. Doug writes, After the worst winter in the British Isles for 100 years... The 1962-63 season has been virtually non-existent since December the 22nd. I'm told that such weather conditions are unprecedented and that usually only a few Saturdays during a season produce really unplayable conditions, mainly through rain or fog. I've been very impressed with English hockey on the whole. Although clubs arrange their own fixtures and matches are thus to Aussie eyes social... There is an air of keenness, even if the needle is largely missing. Grounds, or in local parlance, pitches, are generally of top standard. In fact, very few Australian hockey grounds would stand up to comparison with the average suburban London pitch. As they are invariably cricket grounds in the summer, the groundsmen very smartly step in with a veto if players are likely to cause too much damage on account of the weather. Club facilities are very good. At the top of the scale are the huge sporting fields maintained by the Bank of England and other major banks, where space is provided for two hockey, two rugger, two soccer and perhaps lacrosse, all with superb surfaces. They invariably have a huge pavilion, which has well-equipped dressing rooms for all codes, visitors and home teams, afternoon tea rooms, an extensive bar and usually a billiard room. It's a marvellous atmosphere in which to enjoy sport. The ordinary clubs can't go to these lengths, but do provide quite creditable change, shower and tea facilities, as well as a licensed bar. 
There is therefore a very strong social aspect to English hockey. That's disappeared, hasn't it? Australian. I'm going to say the social aspect is disappeared necessarily, but the way the social aspect is. Well, no, but I think those suburban London clubs have now all got their own turfs and club rooms right next to the turfs and grow. And let's think of the likes of 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 Surbiton there. They, you know, they've strengthened and strengthened. Wimbledon be the same. There's so so many teams in and around London. It's um, huge concentration. well, look at me. I'm wearing a, the Churchy Thames Valley you are shirt today. Because I yes. went and did a bit of walking hockey this morning with the kids. Oh, did you? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it was nice. And I've got the, um, the field hockey label shorts on here from Alec. Oh, you do? Yeah. Little Why did I put these on, John? Because they've got pockets. Pockets. Man. They've got pockets. Pockets. Very important in a hockey short. That was, uh, John, that was. Now, I did make some apologies for the no live stream from me, but there is a heap of live stream hockey, hashtag live stream hockey, happening over the weekend. Just check out at the Hockey Live on Facebook and on Twitter. We will be putting all those links out. There's Hockey WA semi finals games, there's games in Germany. Uh, Galvanised are streaming for old Georgians uh, in the UK this weekend. There's been some great stuff happening in Ireland as well, so hopefully there'll be a continuation of that. Check out at the Hockey Live on the socials, and we will direct you to all those hot links. Excellent. Well, I think that's about it, Matt. Yeah, that's it. You know, we've talked today. Well, it's uh... hockey done. Next week. Oh, well, I'll have how, how, how long do we go? 40 minutes. That's all right for nothing happening. Yeah. Did okay. Um, don't forget, folks, if you like what we're doing and you want to support our hockey podcast endeavours, do head to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick and uh, get involved. Uh, we'd love your support. And, uh, you know, we, we only Bring do it. On. We only do it for you guys. <laughs> no, and get, getting out of the house once a week. Well, it is often about you, John. But, you know. Five, five premierships on the bounce, mate. Why, why would it not be about you? a thousand times. Oh, it's just it's bloody beautiful.